This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David Arquette won the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The angle of the pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon is the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I am. I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to Castrating Z Marks. I am Vince Russo. This is Jerry Lane. And somebody. Somebody is about to get it today. Jeff, you know I suffer from a condition called epididymitis. Okay? And here, here's what it is, bro. Bro, I guess with each one of your nutsack, there's like... You have more than one nutsack? Well, well your, your, your testes, your testes in the nutsack. You've got like tubes, tubes like plumbing that are connected to your testes. And I guess, you know, the, the tubes either come from somewhere when you whatever, but they're tubes connected to each testy, right, bro? So on one testy, I got like way too much tube, right? So when I got, um, when I got, um, you know, when I went to a doctor a couple of years ago and he saw like one testy was in uh, Vermont and the other testy was down in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, balls. Gross. He's like, what's going on here? He fiddled around, fiddled around. And he says, you've got epididymitis. So I have too much plumbing connected to one of the testes. That's why one's down, one's up, right? So I said, okay, what do we normally do to take care of this? Oh, well, we 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 make an incision in your hip and we go down in the testy and we take away some of the plumbing. And Jeff, that ain't happening. Like that ain't ever happening. You know me, that ain't happening. So, bro, what happens is when it gets when when it gets irritated. So, bro, you gotta understand this. Let's let's get down to the nitty-gritty, Jeff. Let's change the subject. When you got one testicle in Vermont and the other one down in Fort Lauderdale and you you sit as much as we do, I'm sitting I'm sitting on the one with too much plumbing. So what happens, Jeff, is sometimes it doesn't happen often. But sometimes it'll get irritated. Wish my man had balls like those. Mm. Bro, when it gets irritated, it gets swollen. And now you've got like achy, breaky balls and you're peeing like every hour. Okay. So, bro, I sit there at night. I I ice my balls. (laughs) Bro, have you ever iced your balls? Bro. No, no, I have never iced my balls. Bro, it is fascinating to me because when you ice your ball sack, 
<laughs> Jeff, it shrivels up into like this rubber, like this rubber cocoon almost where you could feel every nook and cranny. Uh, okay. Anyway, so, you know, bro, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ice my balls. And I, and bro, here's, here's the bad part, Jeff. Jeff, because even when I got treated the first time, bro, they, they had to give me a steroid. Bro, it went on at least a month. I mean, it, it went on forever. You know, it's just, you got to run its course. But here's, here's the funny thing, Jeff. So, bro, I'm trying everything I can to just make myself as comfortable as I can. It drives me crazy, bro, that I'm peeing all the time. But I got this special underwear to give me extra testy support. You got a bra for your balls. Bro, this underwear, (laughs) Jeff, listen to this. Because it took me a couple of days to figure it out. Jeff, the first thing is it almost has like a built-in jock strap. Like it's got a cradle for your balls. But here's the first thing I noticed, Jeff. There's no, there's no slit. You can't, you can't take it out and you gotta literally take down the underwear to go to the bathroom. Right? So here's the interesting thing, bro. So the first thing I discover is there's no slit. The second day I discover, On the inside pocket, there's a hole. There's like a hole. And I'm like, what, what is this? So then I figure out, bro, you got to take the uh, uh, stem, so to speak, and you've got to put it in the hole. Like you got to take, you got to take the stem and put the stem in the hole and then pull up. On the under on the underwear, bro. What is going on? Here? That's what I wanted to know. I'm like, what the? I like, what is this, bro? So every time when I go to the bathroom, I gotta take it. I gotta stick it in the hole, and then I gotta pull up on the shorts, bro. And then I sit on here, and I'm sitting on my balls, and oh, you're not using the donut anymore. I got I got the dumb right on the donut. How are you still How are you still sitting on them? Look, I got a new and improved donut, bro. Well, how are you still sitting on them then? I don't know, man. Oh my god, bro. Today I got to uh today I went to the um what is it? It's not the distillery. What is it? The dispensary. dispensary yeah. And I got I got something for uh inflammation. So I'm hoping if I take one of those before I go to bed, you know, it'll help me out. But oh my god, bro. Achy breaky balls, man. It's freaking brew. But no, no but bro, you're not going in my hip. Like what? What are you insane? You're gonna go in my hip and travel, isn't it? Yeah, I guess, bro. They go in your hip and then get the frig out of here, bro. Why wouldn't they like you know below your stomach? I don't know. As soon as he said that, I'm like, that's never happening in my lifetime, bro. So (laughs) let's move on. All right, go ahead now. Set the table. Well, I want you to talk about this because you mentioned it on one of our Patreon shows. I think it was the the new one, the Con and Meltzer comedy show that. You had DM'd Hollywood asking her to come on the show. Explain. Bro, listen, I have been saying this for years. You you guys know I have been saying this for years. All I want to do is have a respectful conversation with an adult human being to try to get some understanding of this absolute unconditional love 
of professional wrestling. I've talked about doing a documentary about it. I've talked to other people about it. That's all I really want to get an understanding. Why do you love this shit so much? And, bro, I tell you guys this all the time, and I tell you this, Jeff, all the time. Bro, it's hard for me to understand because I don't have any type of fandom towards anything else like this in my life. Everybody knows, Jeff, I love baseball. When the Giants start sucking win, I hate the Giants and I hate baseball. I don't have this, like, fandom, like, no matter what they do. Bro, I remember when I was 16 and I was a Kiss fan. And 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 they released um I was made for loving you. I went batshit, bro. Batshit. I'm like, what I, I literally, okay? N- nothing makes these people go batshit. They love it like no matter what. All I want to do is have a conversation. And Jeff, I've put in writing. I've put in writing. I will be respectful. And the reason I'm doing that is because if I'm not, I put it in writing. So that would make me a liar. So I'm I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Maybe Hollywood is the one. She seems to have a good sense of humor. Maybe, maybe, maybe she's the one, Jeff, right? So on, on Sunday, Jeff. I emailed Hollywood. You DM'd her. DM'd her. Here's my exact DM. Uh, Man, you started with that? No. no. Denise, it's Vince Russo. No shit. I'd love to have you as a guest on one of my shows. Nobody from the wrestling journalist side will talk to me when I promise to have the utmost respect, I just have a lot of questions and think it would be an enlightening conversation. I really think we can learn from each other. Are you game? If you are hesitant, you can talk to anyone at Busted Open where she has a show uh, they know who I really am. So I sent this on Sunday. No reply. Like, no, 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 nothing. No reply. Jeff, please help me understand. Why are these people so afraid of me? Like, what what, what, what do they think I'm going to do? If a Meltzer came on the show, if an Alvarez came on the show, if a Wade Keller came on the show, if a Chris Johnson, I, I don't understand. Please walk me through this. A uh, Denise. Well, I think it's different with Denise than the other ones. The okay, other ones are afraid down. of facts. Well, okay, hold on for a second. Break down Denise first. I'm sure she's aware of the five YouTube videos that went up last week of us laughing at her and she why would she reply why would she i mean seriously go look at our youtube she's everywhere i, I don't think we buried her in those videos it doesn't matter it's taken as it's taken that way they they don't they don't know us so they don't have the sense of humor like enough people in the comments think we're being actually being mean 
Yeah. When when we're not, I mean, seriously, we don't want this stuff to stop. We don't have a show. If right. These people aren't being goofy or dumb. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's well aware of that and her face all over our YouTube making fun of all of her costumes. I am not shocked in the slightest that she did not reply to you. She didn't block me. Well, that's maybe she's no selling it. All right, what about everybody else? They're afraid of facts. Then the narrative can't stick if they have to face the facts. Yeah. One of these days, bro, I got I got it. I got to get somebody one of these days. You know, Jeff, I did a show with two uh, guys yesterday. One guy was in his 40 and one guy was in his 20s. The guy, the kid from his 20s was in from New York. And they wanted to interview me because today's the 25th year of the Survivor Series. So I did it with them. And, bro, I could tell as we're getting into the conversation, the 25-year-old is really a fan of today's wrestling. They have to be. or Otherwise, there's nobody that age yeah, that yeah. would care about 25 years ago of wrestling. Right. But the thing is, bro, he didn't carry himself like a foolish mark. You know, I could tell he was a fan of today's business, and I really didn't want to you know, hammer today's business. Cause I could tell this dude was a fan, but you know, like he, he seems somewhat like normal to me. I, I, I get that, bro. I get that. What, I, what I don't get is the obsession. And that's, that's all that I'm trying to get to the bottom of. I don't think it does her any benefit to, to come on. I do. I do. I think she'd get over huge if she came on. Well, I wouldn't expect a response there. But you know what the sad thing is, bro? Let's let's look at who's on Busted Open. You got LaGreca, you got Bubba, you got Mark Henry, you got uh, Dreamer, you got Mickey James. They're all gonna put me over. I mean, I, I'm you know, Mark Henry is probably the guy I worked with Mark, like when he first came in and him and D'Lo, the whole nine yards, we were close together, but he is probably like you know, I never really had a friendship with him. I had a great friendship with Bubba. I think I had a great sh- friendship with Mickey and Tommy. So they're not going to say a bad thing about me. But but here's the sad part. Who's she going to listen to, bro? She's going to listen to Sean Sapp. She's going to listen to the, 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 the House of Housemen. She's going to actually listen to those guys rather than people in the business that know how I am. Yeah, which which is freaking sad, bro. It's like it's it's really sad, bro. You know, you're not going to get that conversation with any of these guys, bro. Tell everybody the, what the you only say. chance you got is if 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 you can get RD to talk. I think Alberta. I can get Houseman on the show. God, after tonight, maybe not. Okay, but, uh, Jeff, tell ahead. everybody what you said to me when I told you I uh, I I, I DM'd uh, uh, Hollywood. I don't remember. I I remember. You don't remember? Yeah. No. Does that mean we can't make fun of her on the show anymore? No, That's I said. What it, you said. I said if she comes on the show, right, right. Yeah, I would hate that. No. And what did like, I say? I said if, no. Of course, yeah, we yeah. can still if, make if somebody. Fun of if somebody coming on the show means we have to treat them differently no. than everybody else, I wouldn't even want them on the show. No, that ain't happening. That's yeah. not happening. That's not I don't happening. think I used that voice either. Yeah, you did a little bit, yeah, a little I, bit I of the voice. All right, what do we? First of all, um, you know, guys, I'm just going to say this. We're a week out from Thanksgiving. I got a couple of things. I Jeff, I got four items on my wish list that I really want. 
I, I, I don't, I don't throw shit on there. I don't want. There are four items that I really want. And here's what starts bugging me when they've been on there for quite a while. <laughs> All right. These four items, bro, three albums, one book have been on there for quite a while. We are a week away from Thanksgiving. Come on, bro. Guys, gals, come on. What about you, Jeff? Nothing. No, do not. bro. Let's, let's shout out to chief, man. He just celebrated a birthday, bro. Oh, happy birthday. Just celebrated a birthday. I did a cameo for him. I I I uh I wrote him. I told him how much I loved and appreciate him. Big, 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 big shout out to the chief. All right, bro. Let's start castrating some marks, bro. When Vince McMahon had his big mustache reveal, it was the talk of the whole internet. Then all of a sudden Wade Keller had a mustache. Remember that? Yes, I do. Out of nowhere. Well, Keller's not the only one now. This was oh, sent in. God, bro, was sent on. in by Matthew Ortiz Johnson. Uh, no, that's 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 Photoshop. It's not it, it that is Photoshop, nope. Jeffy. Come on, he looks like Luigi. That's <laughs> Photoshop, bro. It came from his Twitter account. That's real, bro. Can, can I ask you a question? Is what, he an alcoholic? Is this, no, no, he's not an alcoholic at all. This, um, this, I disagree. Well, well this later. is the problem. This is the problem with these people, and this is why we do this show, bro. You are a you are a grown ass adult. We we know that you're married. I don't know if you have any children whatsoever, but you literally, bro, got to take like a selfie with a beer so you look. Cool. Jeff, remember like when you were 16 years old, bro, underage, and you know, somehow, some way, you and your friends got a six pack of beer and you go out hiding in the woods and you're drinking the beer, and oh my God, you feel like the coolest. Bro, when, when we're an adult, when we're in our thir- late 30s, we should be over that phase. That's why I have a problem with these people, bro. You're posing with a beer so you look cool. Well, I think it goes back to one of the recent clips. It was probably a Hollywood one where you were asking if these people are like 10 years mentally behind their actual age. This yes. is another another case of that, I think. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I think we have a beer problem with this guy. We're going to see some more later. Like, jeez, bro, you're drinking a beer. Okay, bro, you're off the Fonzarelli, man. Okay, you're cool, bro. I know they're getting mustaches because of Vince McMahon. You think so? Absolutely. None of them had freaking mustaches before this. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I mean, he looks absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I- I'm not going to argue with you there. All right, let's go to Dave Meltzer video sent in by Gabe Tuff, and he's talking about this would have been Game 5 of the World Series, the last the last game this year. Oh, God, he's talking about baseball? Uh, tonight's game may do more. As Look at his hair, game. bro. Holy shit. Bro, <laughs> I don't know if Jeff, I, 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 I'm going to guess you've never, you've never, um, polished a pair of shoes. I see my grandpa, my grandpa used to run a shoe shop after he retired. Okay. So when I was a kid, I saw him do it a lot. Big shoe. My father had the shoe shine box was a big shoe shine. And bro, here's the first thing you do. You got a, you got like a cloth and you open up the can of polish and you just, you know, you know, go around and get a lot of the uh, polish on the cloth because then you got to put the polish on the shoes. 
I swear to God, this to me looks like what he's doing. Like he's taking the can of black shoe polish. He's going in with a rag, you know, going around and like literally just doing this. I swear to God, that's what that looks like to me. I'm waiting for uh, the dye to run down his face like uh, Giuliani. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. When they when you start sweating, it's going to it's going to yeah. come down your face. Down his face. It's got to happen with him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, tonight's game may do more as the deciding game and a no hitter, but um, it's been it was just a very low rated series. But still, you know, it's still gonna. Affect. I think it was only a no hitter until the seventh. Yeah, but still. But during head to head with dynamite, I don't think head to head with dynamite yes. it was a no hitter. Yeah, bro, people have to understand this was the lowest rated World Series of all time, guys. To tell you how low it was, you know what a fanatic I am, Jeff. I did not see one inning of this World Series. the o- The only interest I had in this World Series, Jeff, was Laura is a huge Texas Ranger fan and has been forever. So I wanted Texas to win for Laura, bro. I did not watch a, a, an inning of this series. Nobody cared about these teams. Nobody. So this was the why would you even go there? This was the lowest rated World Series in history. Why would you even go there, Jeff? Well, he did mention that, but yeah, it's funny how when the no hitter was going on, the no hitter was going head to head with dynamite. So oh, come obviously, on, I mean, wrestling fans were flipping off a of dynamite to go see the no hitter because they really care about baseball. And anybody that wasn't, for some reason, wouldn't have watched the fifth game unless there was a no-hitter, would have watched Dynamite instead? Bro, those fa- those people that are watching Dynamite, Jeff, I promise you, bro, they couldn't have named one player on either team. Not one player. They could not have named one freaking player on both teams. And they're, they're watching the World Series. I, I can't believe that he's still trying to paint the narrative that normal people will watch Dynamite or if if they're not watching something else. Mm. It's unbelievable. All right. We're going to go to Nick Hausman and Stu video. All right, Stu. This was sent in by Gabe Tuff. Ooh. And you're not going to tell me that this guy's not an alcoholic after the, the, the amount of videos we have of him tonight. You're right, man. Right there, drinking a beer. He is drinking a beer on this show. Are we sure that's a beer? Absolutely. Look at, Can look that at the be foam. apple cider? Look at the foam. Can that be apple cider? Do you have, ever have cider that foams like that on the side of the glass? Could that be pee-pee? It could be pee-pee, but or that's fa- definitely beer. No doubt in my mind. Look at the foam. Bro, bro, Jeff, it's a prop. Do you not no. understand? That's what I'm telling you. No. Yes, Jeff. This yes, dude has a problem. It's a prop. It's know, a he's, got, he's got a problem. If he can't do a podcast without drinking a beer, if he can't take a picture of himself without a beer in his hand, it's the dude's a, got a prop. He thinks he's cool. That's a prop. He's no. using it as a prop. No, he's not using it to just like he wouldn't be drinking the beer if he wasn't on the show. He'd be drinking it anyway. He's doing it on the show because he thinks it makes him cool. Right. But he still has an issue. It's not it's a, a prop. prop. If, if it was a prop, he wouldn't really be drinking it. Do you drink beer at all? Hardly ever. Once or twice a year. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you guys, I think I told you this before. I hate to taste the beer, bro. I absolutely hate to taste the beer. But this summer, man, uh, Bush Bush came out, Jeff, with a peach beer, a peach. 
Bush oh my god, nasty. it tastes fantastic, bro. Yeah. Bush regular Bush is nasty. No, I, this white. this tastes really good. I I mean, I I I I drink more beer now than I ever have before because I love the taste of this. But Jeff, I'm talking about a can a can every three days. That's what I'm talking about. Miz yeah. and Ivar are meeting or facing each other next week on Raw. They never said it's going to be Man, this guys, I'm telling you guys, because I got an eye for this. His hairline, bro, goes way, way back. That's why he wears his hair that way, bro. Like, he's literally doing a comb over is what he's doing. It's, this dude's going to be bo- – we're going to have videos from him a year from now, and he's going to be bald. Dude, this is so disrespectful. That? that he, no, that he's drinking on this show. That's not even his show. Like what an unprofessional just it's what, not if your, show. What, what 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 if it were something else you'd be okay with that? Like I was just drinking coke on the show. You're okay with that? Obviously. Okay. Getting drunk on the show. You're going to see another clip later. He's plastered. The the title shot though. Or at least I haven't heard that. No, but it's I don't I I just want to I just want to bring it up because you read what I read where that You can tell right now he's plastered. This was the clip I was thinking of. May not have been the appropriate finish there. I, I'm hoping I get some time with Ricochet. At, oh no, they're not doing media scrub. We don't. Why is he like sucking the microphone? Wait a minute, did you hear what he just said? Yeah, they're, they're not doing a media scrum. First, wow, maybe they yeah. learned their freaking lesson, Jeff. Wow, yeah, he's slurring his words. He's suck like he's gonna suck the microphone. I get some time with and watch what he does with his face when he's done talking. Ricochet at oh. No, they're not doing media scrum. We don't get press time at Survivor Series this year, do we? You don't. There's no, pre- there's no press row. Oh, maybe press row. <laughs> Jeff, press row. Come on, man. Press row. About it. There you go. Maybe. But it'll be, it'll be watch, interesting. Watch Miz and Gunther. Look, I, you know, Gunther. Right now, I would say the three champions. Dude, what? I'm, I'm sorry. Unprofessional that he is drunk on this guy's it's show. Work. He's making faces. Dude, come on. It ain't no work. It's a work, Jeff. He thinks he, that's how he gets over with the cool kids. Oh, look at how many drinks during his show. No, nah, that, that's not a work. He, he, that's embarrassing. You're disgusted by this, aren't you? I am because it's disrespectful to Stu. Are you more disgusted by this or the hole in my underwear to put my wiener through? Yeah, I don't know. That's a close call. <laughs> Very nice. All right, what's next, Jeff? So when he's not being an alcoholic, he's putting out great, great uh, headlines like this on his House of Wrestling website. This was sent in by the green guy. WWE fans chant Randy Orton after the post-Raw Cody Rhodes tease. This is the news. That's the headline. That's what you're paying for the newsletter. Yeah, WWE fans chant Randy Orton. Great. Great piece of news right there. Jeff, I swear to God, I I, I kind of talked about this a little bit today on one of the shows, but you know, Jeff, every day I I you know, when I wake up, there's a routine of things I go through. And you know, one of you know, in my toolbar, like I have wrestling ink. So I'll click on wrestling ink and look at the headlines. And I swear to God, Jeff, it's like every as as every day passes, I just I feel myself distance more and more and more from the wrestling business on a daily basis. Like I'm, I'm reading this stuff and I'm just like, what, what world are you people living in that this stupid shit is so freaking important? 
every single day, Jeff, that the headlines I read and, oh my God, bro, it's freaking, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe I need to look in the mirror, bro. This is interesting. Gabe Tuff has found a Hollywood video from eight years ago. Wow. 2015 on a real red carpet for a real award show interviewing Marla Gibbs. From the Jeffersons. Yeah, I know more. Yeah. Some people might not. Yeah, they would. But uh, <clears throat> let's check out this uh, great question. <laughs> this is great. Hey, guys. Denise Salcedo here for Red Carpet Report. Today, we're in Century Whoa, City for the 20th. 20- down. Holy shit. She sh- sounds like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Well, Slow is- the frig down. She's like 22 years old here. I think that's understandable. That, that she's talking a mile a minute? Yeah. that's Blame her producer. Hey guys, Denise Salcedo here for Red Carpet Report. Today we're in Century City for the 2015 Haller Awards. Marla, nice to meet you. I'm Denise. I'm good. How are you? So, what brings you out here today? Aren't you supposed to say, aren't you supposed to say, I'm Denise Salcedo and I'm with? Isn't that what you're supposed to say? I would think so, yeah. She said, I'm Denise and start and went right into the question, man. Where the frig are you from? First of all, she wants to put over where she's from. But second of all, you got to let the interviewer know where you're from, bro. Yeah, yeah. But she had to get to this great question. I right, go ahead. Go ahead. Marla, nice to meet you. I'm Denise. I'm good. How are you? So, what brings you out here today? The awards. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's tremendous, Jeff. What brings you out here today? Play that again, bro. That was Brilliant. Brilliant, I tell you. For the 2015 Haller Awards. Marla, nice to meet you. I'm Denise. I'm good. How are you? So, what brings you out here today? The awards. Bro, why would you ask that question? I'm just going to chalk it up to young and nervous. Young and nervous. Oh, my I wouldn't, God. I wouldn't, give her that, I wouldn't give her that pass today. It's still hilarious, but... I'm young and nervous. That's all. That's all. I'm. Wow, bro. Gabe, tough, great, freaking job. That's tremendous, bro. Tremendous. Yeah, he had another video too where she was interviewing Leah Thompson. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. So I mean, she went from this to Gold Dust videos. Yeah, I don't know, Jeff. I guess like we had that thing where the passion wasn't there. You know, yeah. she's not trying to fake it. At least. All right, let's go to a. Sean Sapp video that was sent in by Jamie, and he is talking about Ric Flair. Is he a draw in his mid-70s? You know what I mean? Okay, like, people- so I got shit on a couple of weeks ago because people, there was somebody that said, oh, you jump at a... a- Dude, his he, hair. He's another one, bro. I, I don't know what it is with these guys, Jeff. I don't know what it is. I, I don't under... You, you t- you're talking about like... Just extreme cases of freaking vanity, bro. Like, unbelievable, man. It looks like the low flow showerhead episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I got shit on a couple weeks ago because people, there was somebody that said, Oh, you'd jump at an inter- opportunity to interview him. And I was like, No, I wouldn't. In fact, I've, I've turned it down. Jimmy, you happen to know that I turned it down last week. Yeah, I saw the email. Yeah. I, I turned it down last week because you got CC'd in the email as well. And the reason was like, I mean, we had a spot on, we like J- Jeremy covered one of his interviews. And he's like, 
Still going at 74. Woo! And Rick Flair or, and Jeremy followed up with Flair is currently 74 years old. Like, I don't feel like I could get a good interview out of him. The only time I had ever expressed any interest was for a quote, not an interview, a quote about the 92 Royal Rumble for Inside the Royal Rumble feature. And I had people say, oh, well, bro, he, 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 he's basically saying, bro, here's what he's basically. He's basically saying I'm bigger than Ric Flair. I I turned down an interview with Ric Flair because Ric Flair is not in my league. What kind of an interview would I get out of Ric Flair? That that's basically what he's saying. He's too big for Ric Flair, bro. He couldn't get you couldn't get an interview out of one of the greatest talkers in the history of entertainment, not just wrestling, entertainment. You saw Jimmy, I turned him down, Jimmy. <laughs> I got my own belts, Jimmy. Look here. Look behind me, Jimmy. I got championship belts too, Jimmy. About Vince. Well, no. Okay, what about, oh yeah, he moves on now. What, what about Vince McMahon? What about Vince? Well, no, if I couldn't ask about the allegations, I wouldn't do that interview. I'm sorry. Oh my God, bro. I would interview Vince. Vince McMahon doesn't do any interviews with any dirt sheets. So you're telling me that this guy, Vince McMahon, out of the blue, says, I would like to do an interview with Fightful, but you can't ask me about the allegations. You can, and you're telling me that he would turn it down. Bro, are you freaking kidding me, man? That's how I feel. Man, he, H, I, I, I swear to God, bro, like, I, I don't know if you're this way, Jeff. I know I'm this way. When, like, just some people are so unlikable. You know what I'm saying? Like Sap and the who who's the other who's his twin brother that looks just like him? The other guy? New Houseman? No, the other the other creep that got us kicked off. Satin? Oh my god. Yeah, bro. They are like the most unlikable people. And bro, you know, you know what's funny about that, bro? Because you you, you can line up like a Sean Sap. And a uh, and and what's his face again? You said satin, satin, and Billy Body, the three of them. I brought to me Billy Body is a likable guy. I, I don't know what it is because you know what it is, bro. Billy knows exactly what he's doing, and he knows he gets himself in trouble, and he knows he treads water he probably shouldn't tread, and he winds up laughing about it. You know what I'm saying? Like he'll laugh about it. These two guys like just think so freaking highly of themselves. And again, you guys don't believe me. It, within 30 seconds, the guy turned down an interview with Ric Flair and w- would not interview Vince McMahon. Come on, bro. I if you can't get a good interview out of Ric Flair, you're the problem, not Ric oh Flair. Oh, my God, bro. We got more Houseman drunk. This was sent in by Gabe Tuff. Of course, he's still, still with Stu. Question mark? Still, maybe CW bound? A big um, question mark. You're right. The NWA had, you know, they had announced they had signed two TV deals. No, they had not announced that, Stu. I announced oh, that. You announced. I, excuse me. I'm sorry. They've not. Well, okay. Let's say Billy Corgan had confirmed he had signed two TV deals. He wouldn't right. say with who. The reporting right. by you and indicated that it one at least one of those was going to be the CW. No, my reporting, Stu, was that both of those deals were for CW. Yeah, forgive me. He he's slurring his words. Like, Stu, listen, don't put up with this disrespect. Why are you doing a serious show? You're in your right mind and you bring on this fool who's disrespecting you 
by drinking and being drunk on your show. It's uh, he's disrespecting Stu. I don't like wow. it. Wow, like it. You don't like this at all, huh? I don't bro? like this at all. No, it, this is completely different than being a mark. That shit's funny. This isn't yeah. funny. This is disrespectful, in yeah. my opinion. Jeff's hot. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Very nice. All right. So let's go to this clip of a Pittsburgh news station. Now, I don't know the context of why they were interviewing this AEW fan, but it was before one of the recent shows that was in Pittsburgh. And this was sent in by Gabe Tuff. And they're going to surprise the fan by meeting somebody from AEW. A special guest here today that I wanted to <laughs> introduce you to. I, oh, no. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop. I was not expecting TK. I was not. I was expecting. <laughs> go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. I was not expecting this. If I'm sitting in that seat, I'm popping so huge and I am so happy. It's 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 nobody else but Tony Khan, bro. That's a shoot. A special guest here today that I wanted to <laughs> introduce you to. Hi, Cody. Yeah, so. Hey, how are this you, sir? Nice, nice to meet you, brother. Thanks for coming in today. Yeah. I, and you're a big AEW fan. Yes, sir. I love that you're representing AEW, so I would love for you to come to the show. Absolutely. I would love that. Bring your family. Yes, sir. That's awesome. So you said uh, your daughter, Aaliyah, has been watching wrestling for how long? So, I mean, since she was a baby, before she'd remember, you know what I mean? Just because of me being such a big wrestling fan my entire life. We go to the monthly indie shows. We go, I mean, I'm taking her to AEW. She's five? Yeah, she's five. That's awesome. That's even younger than I got in. November 25th, we got AEW Collision here, and it's going to be really cool because not only is it Thanksgiving weekend, it's right after Thanksgiving, it's that Saturday. Families, friends, get together. He's talking to the guy, and he gets into cell mode and totally ignores the dude and is looking right in the camera. Yep, like the guy isn't even there, bro. Yeah, his typical pitch. Oh, back that yeah. up. I got you. Watch this transition, transition, guys. This is phenomenal, man. November 25th, we got AEW Collision here, Watch. and it's going to be really cool because not only is it Thanksgiving weekend, it's right Look after Thanksgiving, this. it's that Look. Saturday, families, friends, get together. We've had so many great AEW events here in Pittsburgh, and it's been a great tradition. Definitely the highlight of my day. Bro, I love with the Marie. way that we've got great traditions after four years. It's, yeah. four, it's a four-year-old company, Jeff, and we've got great tradition here. Yeah. I still would have popped if the guy would have been like, yeah, is, is Sting here? Who am I, who, you're going to yeah. introduce me to somebody? Yeah. A real yeah. AEW fan, a real wrestling right. fan, somebody who clearly really loves wrestling, and that's you, Cody. So thank appreciate you. appreciate that. This so has been it's awesome. time. I'm sorry, man. It, 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 it's literally it's time for this guy to get his head out of his ass, bro. You, 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 you're going into 2024, bro. It's a whole new year. It is time to get your head out of your freaking ass, bro. Like seriously, man. Freaking enough. Get your head out of your ass. I wouldn't be surprised if the news station contacted AEW and said, can you supply a wrestler or somebody Absolutely. to meet a fan? I'll do it. Absolutely. I'll do it myself. No, no doubt about it, Jeff. No <laughs> doubt about it. Absolutely. All right. Let's go back to SAP. This was sent in by Jamie. Now, we just heard how he had said he would turn down an interview from Ric Flair. Well, now he's going to tell a story. Well, about he how- did turn down. Yeah, he did turn it down. Well, yeah. Now we're going to hear a story about how he didn't turn one down with Alberto Del Rio. I did an interview with Alberto Del Rio a couple of years ago because a person hit me up and they said, he will talk about anything. 
And within eight minutes, it was he and I screaming at each other because he lied and had no, no responsibility whatsoever. And that interview never made air as a result. Um, Why would it never make air? How let, let's just say it's true though. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. You're bringing somebody in the business on and you're, you're screaming at him. Yeah, exactly, bro. And plus he, he lied. He was lie. If he was lying, why wouldn't you play the interview? Why are you screaming at him though? Uh, that's just he's Sean Sapp. All right, let's go to Hollywood. Yes. This was sent in by Gabe tough and I think she's following in the footsteps of Meltzer here. When there's a big weekend coming up, I'm going to be at Collision since it's going to be here at. Um, Stop for at a second. I, w- I want to read why Sheldon Jackson. I want to read why Sheldon Jackson is giving her ten bucks. Okay. Are you ready for the AEW versus WWE battle coming up this Friday? Oh, is that this week? That's happening again, Jeff. I'm not sure when this was. Yeah. AEW Collision versus Friday Night SmackDown at the same time. Do AEW go all out the night before a pay per view? All right, go ahead. Let's play her going to be at collision since it's going to be here at um at the kia forum and it's 20 minutes away from my house so i will definitely be at collision and then i'll probably have to watch smackdown afterwards i don't know how i'm going to do it because i'm also going to the mariah carey concert that day so i'm going to collision then from collision i'm going to the mariah carey concert and then from there i'm coming home hopefully sleeping like four hours and then waking up early in the morning to do busted open i have no idea how i'm going to do that I'll figure it out. And let me let me figure it out about- for you. Let, let me figure it out for you, Hollywood. Okay, there 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 there's a thing called a remote control, and on the remote control you can go to recordings, and you could tell the remote control what you needed to record. The fact that collision is 20 minutes from your house does not mean you need to go to collision. Okay, you can record collision. You can go enjoy yourself at the Mariah Carey concert. And then you can come home and probably watch collision and SmackDown in fast forward mode. Jeff, you could probably watch both shows in about 45 minutes. Okay, that is how you save your precious time, because that's how I save my precious time. That could have been Meltzer. We've had, I mean, that was Meltzer on his big weekends coming up and with Alvarez. And I don't know how we're going to watch NXT. And uh, it's the same thing. It's the same. Well, what is it about them and their busy weekends where they got to find time to watch SmackDown? Because like- that's part of, that's part of self importance. By by saying they have that kind of a schedule, oh, and I'm going to collision, and then I'm going to Mariah Carey, and then I'm going to bust it open. That is, you, you are putting yourself over of how popular you are and how busy you are and how you're doing all these meaningless wrestling things, bro. You you forget that part. The Mariah Carey concert, great, bro. I I, I go to a Mar- Mariah Carey concert, great. All that other shit meaningless bro absolutely meaningless all right well, let's go to Meltzer and alvarez uh, this video was sent in by gabe tough uh actually he goes the luckiest guy is is gunther because he doesn't have to deal with me and so bronson and ibar get into this big argument valhalla gets between them yeah they basically said if you're so lucky he already beat you <laughs> yeah i cannot wait for bronson and ivar that sounds awesome yeah, actually could be pretty good then yeah. they're gonna probably do it next week right i sure hope so or a week, you know, I mean, they're certainly setting it up. 
Tommaso Ciampa uh, and Ludwig <laughs> Kaiser. Bro, what's he? Uh, what's he doing there, bro? He looked like one of those freaking uh, one of those Fraggle Rock muppets, bro. <laughs> Great. This is great. Go well, back. You can see before he starts rubbing his eye, it's like half closed. Yeah. Like, it's like half closed. Next week, right? I sure hope so. Or a week, you know, I mean, they're certainly setting it up. Tommaso Ciampa and Ludwig <laughs> Bro, Kaiser. Go back. I want to hear him say they're certainly setting it up. <laughs> Listen to this, Jeff. So lucky he already beat you. Yeah. I cannot wait for Bronson and Ivar. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it could be pretty good. Then they're yeah. going to probably do it next week, right? I sure hope so. Or a week, you know. I mean, they're certainly setting it up. <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa and Ludwig Kaiser. Okay, now and I think here we go. This is a little bit later. This is also set in by Gabe Tuff. I think Priest is a man for the job, and so Finn and Dumb are a little taken aback, but they say, "All right, that's so." Fine. So, so he's going to take the heat when they lose. Yes. What the hell's he so got going then, on with the eye, bro? Finn says, "How about we take care of that other thing, right?" <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I've been laughing at this all day. I have been laughing at this all day. I think Priest is a man for the job, and so Finn and Dumb are a little taken aback, but they say, "All right, that's so." Fine. So, so he's going to take the heat when they lose. Yes. Yeah. And so then Finn says, "How about we take care of that other thing?" Right? <laughs> I don't know what's going on with his eye. Oh, God, bro, that's tremendous. That is tremendous. Okay, let's go back to Houseman on Stu. And they're talking about the uh, the cocaine spot from NWA that caused all the controversy. Sent in by Gabe Tuff. Have you ever... Okay, did you see him? What What, what is he doing? What was what? What is that? What is going on with these people, bro? Have you ever get, here's the thing, Stu? I, you don't need to answer this question. You don't need to answer this question. Have you ever done cocaine, Stu? I well, I'll, I'll be I'll be. Why, 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 why doesn't he have to like? If he says yes, the cops are gonna bust in the house <laughs> and arrest Stu on the spot. Like, what? Why? Why does he not have to answer this question? Well, and he kind of does because you put him on the spot, right? I I have I have smoked pot twice. Okay. Sometimes it made me sleepy, so I I don't do drugs. No. Okay. I I used to do quite a bit of cocaine. Wow. Uh, see, see for wow. Now we now, bro. Now he's bringing coolest now to yeah. a whole other level, bro. He's bragging. A whole other like, level, this man. This is a brag. Like he's bragging. Yes. Like, he thinks this is cool. Okay. Yes. I, I used to do quite a bit of cocaine. Quite okay. a bit. Um, uh, when I was doing improv comedy in Chicago. Right, and I don't anymore. I, 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 I don't. It doesn't. I have no ambition to do that. Anything like that. But I had somebody very close to the situation be like, and this was early on in the saga, like right after it had happened, like like maybe the day or so after. Right. They were like, they were like, what's the reaction to the cocaine spot? I was like, ah, it kind of feels I, like. It, it kind of feels like you feel however you feel about cocaine. That's how you reacted to this, right? Because I can see people that do cocaine loving it and thinking it's hilarious or people that have done cocaine or whatever. But for people that don't do, have never done cocaine, I don't know. Anyway, your thoughts. I just wanted to go on a little tangent there. Well, it, so what, what is he talking about? Cocaine is 
whatever you expect it to be, that's going to that that's going to be the reaction you get, whatever you expect the reaction to be. Yeah, that whole tangent was just for him to brag that he used to do. Of course, bro, because what he just said makes absolutely no freaking sense. You're snorting a a a foreign substance into your body. It is going to have some kind of an effect, bro. Yeah, he probably still does cocaine. Oh, God. All right, let's go to Hollywood video that was sent in by Gabe Tuff. Is it, bro, if it's a Hollywood impression, you got to give me a, a no, heads up no, no, first. No, no. no okay. she's a, she's a answering, a, reading a, a super chat in this one. This was sent in by Gabe Tuff. Uh, we have a super chat here from Gabe Tuff who says, um, on X, Vince Russo invited you to his show. Whoa, would you? <laughs> pause it, pause it. This is, this is a cliffhanger. Whoa. Gabe Tuff, bro. Whoa. I cannot wait to hear this. And we have a super chat here from Gabe Tuff who says, um, on X, Vince Russo invited you to his show. Hold on for a second. Gabe, you should have gave a forty-nine cents. What, like, what are you giving her a buck nine? Give me the dollar. Probably, there's a minimum on those. A That's minimum probably. of a dollar ninety-nine. My freaking minimum, bro, is 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 ten cents. So she, all right. So so now we know she definitely knows, <laughs> right? She definitely knows now. Okay, all right. And we have a super chat here from Gabe Tuff who says, um, "On X, Vince Russo invited you to his show. Would you?" I'll, I haven't seen it, Gabe, but thank you so much for letting me know. Oh, uh, I appreciate shit, it, bro. <laughs> Bullshit. Oh, my God. She's on, bro. She's on twi- Twitter 24 hours a freaking day, bro. <laughs> Bullshit. That's the excuse we're going to make. I didn't see it. She responded in a very sketchy way. Oh, like, no doubt, yeah. bro. Oh, no oh really? Oh, I, I did not know. I have not seen Let's that. Let's play that. Play that back. And we have a super chat here from Gabe Tuff who says, um, on X, Vince Russo invited you to his show. Would you? I'll, I haven't seen it, Gabe, but thank you so much for letting me know. Uh, I appreciate it. That doesn't answer the thing. question. <laughs> he nope. didn't ask you if you saw it or not. He's saying, would you appear on the show? Which means she did see it, and she's quickly changing the subject. Oh, my God. These freaking people, bro. I swear to God. Bro, you know what this reminds me of? Our favorite scene, Jeff. You ready? You know what this reminds me of? We're not men. No, we're not. We're not men, (laughs) Jeff. Oh, my God. Go ahead. What's next? That's hilarious. It's time for the closer. This was sent in by you. Yes. Yes. So this is Brian Alvarez and his co-host. Now, did you want to play the whole his co-host talking to or just Alvarez? Play the whole thing because I, I I like what his co-host had to say. Play the whole thing. Usual, some people who uh, are just like, eh, why are we talking about this? It doesn't matter. It's fine. And they're the, you know, the hardest of the hardcore AEW fans. And I've seen this a million times over my long, illustrious career. Mm-hmm. The last thing that AEW needs right now is for people to say that everything is all right. Yeah. That is the last thing that they need right now. The last thing they need is for people to say that the collision ratings are fine. The last thing they need right now is for people to say it doesn't matter if the Young Bucks are on the show in their hometown and it's doing 3,300 as compared to 7,800 last time. That's the last thing that AEW needs. If you're a fan of AEW, if you love AEW, you should, in fact, be critical of the problems. Because it would be nice if the problems went away and things improved. So it happens every time. 
Oh, it's fine. Everything is fine. Bro, you know what? You know what's interesting here? Seriously, bro. Th- 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 this is where it's it, this is where I'm calling bullshit. Okay. Say that to Dave, bro. Exactly what you're saying right here. You are talking to Dave, bro. There's no doubt about it. But you don't have the balls to tell him that exactly to his face. Say it to freaking Dave. I would love to hear Dave's response to this, bro. It does seem like anytime we have a clip similar to this with Alvarez, it's on his own show. Yep. It's never on Dave. Un- un- unless, and we talk about this all the time, Jeff, unless unless Dave tells him we can't talk negatively about AEW on this show. You're being too negative. Well, that's not what's going to help when there is a problem, is Just to because, say that everything is fine. Yeah, the sky is not falling doesn't mean that everything is perfect. You know, again, small little cracks lead to worse things later on. And when those cracks are in your foundation, and they're, it's just going to get worse. And I, look, Tony Khan does a lot. I, I've asked since day one. I asked Dave on this show. I've asked you. I've asked it, you know, just throwing it up there in the air. What happens? Who is there to tell Tony Khan, okay, look, you got to make a change here? You know, and I don't know what their inner work is. You know, again, bro, to stop this guy, again, this guy, you know, I mean, you know, he he sounds like an intelligent guy, but when he says who's there to tell Coney, bro, they're all collecting a paycheck. Nobody's going to tell Tony. They could care. You think Jeff Jarrett gives a shit what Tony Khan's doing on that TV show? You think Jeff Jarrett gives a shit what his direction is? Do you really think he cares? You think Jericho cares, bro? These guys are collecting a paycheck, bro. And the more, the more Tony says, I'm a billionaire, 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 the no, the more they know they're going to collect that check longer and longer. You see, Jeff, I used to get calls from Janice Carter. And when, and, and she used to go over Dixie's head. Dixie didn't even know she was calling me. When I used to get calls from Janice Carter, bro, I knew there is, there, there is a financial issue now. If, if Janice is calling me about Vince, do we really need Sting on the roster, et cetera? Now I know there's a financial problem. So like I'm immediately going to try to work with Janice because if we don't cut back, on payroll and finances, there is no show. This guy's a freaking billionaire, bro. The show is going to go on and on and on as long as he wants it to go on. There are a million people there, Jeff, that could smarten him up. Nobody gives a shit as long as that check is in the freaking mailbox. Looking decision and all that sort of stuff. I don't know how the tentacles run throughout that entire organization, but you know, Bill Watts at one point had to bring in Jerry Jarrett and go, I need a new set of eyeballs here. And then that led to Bill Dundee coming in, shaking things up in business. And I've always wondered, with Tony Khan, with all this stuff on him, with all the stuff he has with Fulham, with all the stuff he has with the Jaguars, you know, how this, I'm booking ROH, I make all of this, how can you keep up with this? How can you keep it together? How can you be functioning, you know, functioning optimally if you're under that kind of stress. And 
I don't know. I don't know if one thing's got to do with the other or not. The one thing I do know is things are not humming there, and they have not been for quite some time. And the whole Wembley show was a nice little, you know, salve on the wound for a little bit because you did draw 80,000 people, and nobody says they're going out of business. Nobody says they're going to lose their TV deal. But I can tell you, obviously, the numbers show it. The interest shows it. A lot of people just will find something else to do with their time. Dude, who else is saying that in that world? Yeah. People on our end, you, Disco, Al, those types of people will recognize this type of thing. But nobody on that side, other than this guy, if I even heard say something like that. Yeah. Like, we always talk about how the Wembley thing, it, it was the one deal. It hasn't done anything. The numbers are even worse. He He actually just pointed that out. So I don't think he'll be on a scrum or in any interview with Tony yeah, Khan. You know, bro, again, we just, you know, Jeff, you and I, you know, we're, we're you know, and this is this has always been our problem, bro, and this is why we always got to bring ourselves back to start. Um, You know, you and I are looking at this thing as if we owned it. Okay, bro, and it's it's no different than if if I if if I bought a major league baseball franchise. Obviously, bro, if I got a billion dollars and I'm going to buy the San Francisco Giants. Obviously, I don't know what I'm doing. Obviously. Now, now bro, very it's it's very similar to Tony. Have I been a fan my whole life? Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, but now that I own this team, do I really have a freaking clue? Absolutely not. So now, because I have to have a lot of money, Jeff, to have bought this team. So now what am I going to do with this money? I am going to hire the best people possible for the jobs I know nothing about. Bro, this really is all about a grown billionaire running an e-federation with real people. That's that's what this is about, Jeff. And, bro, you know what he thinks his part of the, the business end is? Exactly what we sh- saw earlier in this show. Oh, I'm going to go on every freaking podcast and promote the product. He thinks that's the business end of it, bro. I'm going to go on the Dan Labardo show. I'm going to go on Busted Open. I'm going to go on this, and I'm going to promote our show. And he thinks that's the business freaking end of it, bro. But again, at the end of the day, Jeff, it is it is serving the exact purpose he wants it to serve. There's no question. About, I can't imagine, Jeff. I swear to God, I'm telling you, I can't imagine. I win lotto tomorrow and I win ten billion dollars. And the first thing the first thing I'm doing is I'm buying the Giants. This is the equivalent, Jeff. Of me putting on the uniform and naming myself manager. Yep. That is the equivalent of what this guy has done. And he won't listen to anybody, bro. He's booking matches that he likes. He's signing people that he likes. It's, it's unreal, Jeff. But I guess, man, I just guess when you have that kind of money, nothing freaking matters, man. What was that baseball movie where the kid was like the manager? Yeah, the they, they just had they just had that on the the, the MLB now. Angels in the no, it wasn't Angels in no, the outfield. I can't no. think of what it was, but I re- yeah. I remember the, the the only part I remember is the veteran that was his favorite player. He eventually had to get rid of him because he wasn't playing. 
you know, like like he used to. He didn't have yeah. it anymore. But I can't remember. But this is like that's like Khan. That's what Khan is doing. What was the name of that movie? Yeah, I mean that's 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 what the dude's doing, bro. You know, sometimes I like I'm sitting here like and I'm like I'm I'm reading all this shit and and I like it does go through my head. It's like should I text Double J and like just say, "Hey bro, do you do you ever think like Tony Khan is going to get serious about trying to get you know, people to watch this show. I think about that like sometimes because, bro, supposedly I- I'm reading that supposedly as a shoot, Tony Khan himself reached out to Jim Cornette to come to the show in Louisville. I, I-, I was reading that. And then I saw I saw Cornette. Oh, yeah, I, I saw uh, Khan. Oh, yeah, Cornette was a big influence on me when I was growing up watching wrestling, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, I'm, I saw, I'm saying to myself, well, bro, to, Jim Cornette has probably ripped the product more than anybody else. Oh, he's ruthless on con. Okay. So, so you'd have a, you'd invite Jim Cornette to come to AEW, but you would never have a conversation with Vince Russo about booking and writing and storytelling and characters. And he wouldn't, bro. He wouldn't be. No, because he's a mark that that believes that that you killed WCW. One thousand percent. He's he's in that world, bro. The Dave Meltzer world. And you know what, bro? What what? Where where is that getting him? Where has that gotten him in four years, bro? I think the only way that he would ever become serious about getting people to watch the show and raise the viewership is if the TV contract was in jeopardy. If he was going to lose the TV. Because then it's like, what am I going to do if I don't have TV? I, all right, I, I got to do something. But in the meantime, no, he's playing. He's playing. It's not about how many people watch. It, it's about him playing what he played as a child, but now he's doing it for real. Yep. All right, Jeff, what is going on in your world, my friend? Well, if you guys would like to submit clips of the show, you do so to me. The only place I take submissions is to Jeff Lane's email at gmail.com. If you send in tweets, Please include both a link and a screenshot to the tweet, video clips, and audio clips around 30 seconds to a minute, MP4s and MP3s. Jeff Lane's email at gmail.com. And guys, remember, we got a bonus show over on patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. You could be a part of the show. You could castrate marks with us, bro. Check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. That is it, everybody. From me and Jerry Lane, we'll see you next time.